And welcome back, everyone. Episode 11 of the David Honcast brought to you by the Midnight Oil, because I'm burning it. All right, let's jump right into it. I'm going to address the elephant in the room, and no, I'm not talking about interviewing Amy Schumer. Um, talking about the inauguration, I did not watch it. I don't watch inaugurations. It's nothing personal against Joe Biden, uh, despite the fact that I just don't really like him very much as a person or a politician, but I didn't watch it because who the fuck sits around and watches the inauguration? I can't think of anything worse to watch. It might be more boring than watching the NFL draft or any sports draft for that matter. But I uh, did not watch it. So there, I really have no comments on it. Um, so I can't make any assessments on what I saw because I didn't see anything. Um, so I want to talk about the Capitol riot. Now, it's been over two weeks. And um, I got to tell you something. So I was working and I quickly read something about how on the news, Trump supporters had breached the, the entrance to the Capitol. I didn't really read much into it. And um, I just remember, you know, being upset about it. Not because they breached the Capitol. That's pretty fucked up. But the fact that there were Trump supporters who did this and um, it just made me upset that there were a group of individuals who thought it was a good idea to do that. And uh, all it did was confirm everything that the left had assumed about them. So, you know, the optics were terrible. Now, I was on a job at the time. I pull up to the house and the the tenant of the house was still there and he 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 uh he starts off by saying you know uh i i just don't i i feel like i need to leave um because i don't feel safe it's really dangerous if you guys come in uh and he was referring to covid so uh you know we're just going to leave and then we'll come back when you leave you know when you when you're done and after that he said you know, um, you know, guys, the, the world is burning, and uh, I suggest that you go find uh, a TV and, you know, figure out what's going on. And me and my buddy just looked at each other like, what the fuck is this dumbass talking about? This fucking neurotic-ass bitch talking to us about whatever it is he's talking about. But... That really wasn't the funniest thing about it. The funniest thing about it was when when he did leave, his family gathered in their car, and this fool ran from his doorstep to his car like he was trying to fucking avoid uh, the plague, the airborne plague, which I'm pretty sure that's about what he thinks is going on. So anyway, it has been two weeks uh, since the Capitol riot, and... You know, a bunch of people have been arrested. Um, Donald Trump was impeached again. Um, he's been socially and politically castrated. 
And the media and the left have run full steam ahead with their narrative of insurrection. And they're still using that term, by the way. But I first want to start off by touching on the notion that this was any sort of insurrection. So in, in no meaningful sense of the word was this such a thing. Now, an insurrection isn't perpetrated by people with no firearms freely showing their faces in an age when there's cameras everywhere. All right? Everyone has a camera. Now, these people were more interested in live streaming and taking selfies than they were overthrowing, by force, the most powerful government in the history of the world. Now, at this point, uh, many people really, they have, they've been arrested. Uh, a, a common thread is that uh, these people had no plan whatsoever once they breached, breached the Capitol doors. Now, even the Justice Department dispensed with the notion that the rioters wanted to capture and assassinate uh, elected officials. Okay, I'm no expert, but um, it sounds like a prerequisite for insurrection to me. Um, but uh, now what's more, um, you know, between the arrests and the copious amounts of video coming out about this, it's becoming clear that the people who initiated the breach of the Capitol were a mixture of BLM, Antifa, and anarchists with a bunch of Trump supporters. Now, there, there were enough Trump supporters to follow people in to make this look really bad on Trump supporters in general. All right, now, there's also footage of officers leading or ushering people through the building at some points. Now, I've heard many stories on why that was. I don't think we really have a consens consensus on what was going on there. All right, now, look, don't get me wrong. I don't feel sorry for people getting collared by the feds for their parts in the riots. And they're going to get all that they deserve. Uh, but, you know, don't think for a second that I and many people like me, we don't see through exactly what the left and the media are trying to do. They're attempting to label all Trump supporters and the GOP as insurrectionists and domestic terrorists. You know, this so they can marginalize, ostracize, and, you know, some other out-of-context polysyllabic word a rapper would use in this instance. All right. They've also uh, banned the president from pretty much every single social media platform. They banned him. And they're banning conservatives. There was this thing called the Great Purge, I guess, on Twitter, where conservative accounts were being banned. And, um, you know, in the ensuing days, Facebook and Twitter lost something like 50 or so billion dollars. I don't know if they've recovered yet. They may have uh, and really looked at it. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot I'm going to say about that, except... Um, you know, people keep talking about it being a First Amendment issue, and the response to that is, well, these are private companies, so they can do what they want, which is technically correct. But the Wall Street Journal wrote a piece that makes a very compelling argument as to why this would be a First Amendment issue, and they cite 
uh, a handful of legal precedents uh, in their piece. So uh, I would suggest you all go look look for that and and read that and and you know um, see for yourself. Which now brings me to impeachment. So I suppose it's fitting that the Trump presidency ended on what was an even more farcical impeachment than the first. So you can understand, mere seconds into his administration, a media outlet ran a piece making a case for impeachment. Or you can look it up. So from that point on, it's been nonstop. Why would we expect anything different? Now the charge this time was quote-unquote, incitement to insurrection, I believe, is what it was. Now, they keep using that word. I do not think it means what they think it means. Now, they're pointing to Trump's speech that he gave uh, on January 6th in D.C. to his to that crowd. Um, so, all right. First off, Trump's supposed offense doesn't come close to meeting the legal standard for incitement. Second, even if we were to put that aside and lower that standard, where exactly in his speech, you know, does he constitute incitement? Like anything close to it, all right? I mean, sure, he ginned up the crowd by talking about election fraud. Um, But, you know, the Democrats droned on and the left, they droned on about Russian interference and collusion for his entire term. Hillary Clinton still thinks the election was stolen from her. Um, you know, was it was it when Trump spoke of wanting peace and nonviolence during a speech? Um, you know, maybe maybe it was uh, when he said uh, he wanted people to fight like hell. Is that it? Now, the people point to him saying that, um, fight like hell, thinking that he meant that literally are the same dipshits who thought he was speaking of literal coyotes during the second presidential debate. Right? Now, the thing is, if Trump's speech doesn't rise to the level of legal incitement, then his speech is constitutionally protected. Furthermore, that just means he was impeached over constitutionally protected political speech. That's exactly what happened. Now, there's talk of holding a Senate trial while he's out of office. He's out of office. He's no. He's in Florida somewhere, Mar-a-Lago. Um, so I suppose this is part of that healing package that Joe Biden and the Democrats are bringing to the table. So let's sort of set aside the obvious notion of how divisive this would be. I don't, I I can't understand how holding a Senate impeachment trial for a president who has left office is even remotely constitutional. Alan Dershowitz, (laughs) Alan Dershowitz has insisted as much. Uh, Viva Fry, last name is uh, Fry, spelled F-R-E-I, um, and Robert Barnes 
They talk about this on their live stream show on YouTube. I would, that's another thing I would recommend you guys look up. Those two are, are, are really good when it comes to explaining uh, legal jargon and um, you know things of, of, of that subject matter. All right, enough of the serious shit. So, <clears throat> now my wife is neck deep into this new-to-her show called Catfish. No, it's not a reality show about noodling. That's something else you can look up. Uh, it's about internet catfishing. Um, so what happens is people start relationships online, and after either one of the two sides, um, you know, they, things get a little suspicious. Um, now, to investigate their suspicions... These people call upon the services of these two guys who run this show. Um, one of the guys' names is, uh, his name is Neve, uh, which was a weird name. I was wondering what, what, who names their kid Neve. Turns out that Neve is short for Yaniv, as if Yaniv needed to be shortened in the first place. But I suppose that's better than going with Yan. Anyways... Uh, and even his sidekick, what they do is they help out the gullible and socially awkward in discovering if the person they've come to have feelings for is in fact really who they say they are. Now, you don't have to be Nostradamus to figure out that almost never are these people true to their online identities. Shocker, right? So here's a few things that stand out to me about this show. Um... Now, first off, okay, uh, this is stalking by any other name. It's stalking. It's stalking for a good cause, but what these people are doing is stalking. And it's kind of funny that the lengths to which these people go through to find the identities of these people. There's probably some creep watching the show right now learning how they can find people online to stalk them, you know, for, for evil purposes, of course. Um, second, uh, each episode seems to have it uh, where the person in question is so much more attractive than the person being catfished. Um, now, by much more attractive, I mean if these two people met in real life, there is no way in hell a relationship would materialize. Zero. Less than zero if you watch the show. Now, I can't be begin to fathom what sort of delusional thinking is required for the type of belief to hold a months-long relationship with someone, but uh, where the hell are these people's friends? I mean, is there not anyone to pull them aside and say, hey, get your head out of your ass. This person is way too hot for you. Chances are, this person looks like they just pulled their head out of their ass. Which brings me to another observation. Uh, so the pattern seems to always be whatever it is uh, you think they look like, you need to add 100 pounds. Now, sure, it might be less than that, but I tell you, these people never revealed themselves to be better looking than their Internet identity. Now, if it's not 100 pounds, then it's someone of the opposite sex plus 100 pounds. But you see what I'm getting at here, right? 
Now, the, the show apparently has been going on for eight seasons. Now, um, and you can you, you can kind of see to a certain degree that at some point it seems like people are trying to get onto the show. You know, if anything, you think people who would fit this particular demographic would be familiar with the show enough to maybe avoid online relationships altogether. These people need to just stay off the internet and get better friends. All right, that's it for tonight. I appreciate all of my tens of listeners, and I look forward to being back with you again sooner rather than later. Maybe if I weren't such a lazy piece of shit. All right, until next time, good night.